0: What's up, guys? Today is Saturday, October 9th. With you here today, your host, Sam Orlik. This is the We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast, sports ethos presentation. Oh, man, guys. Um, it's been a few days. Well, it's been a few weeks since our last show. Um, man, it it's been tough trying to catch up and stay in the loop with all the news here. Going on with the Warriors and Draymond Green in the Jordan Poole situation, as I'm sure most Warriors fans are aware. Um, We're going to be digging into a lot of this, talking about the impact for the Warriors, for Draymond, for Poole, um, what this all means. Yeah, um, it's a lot. It's a lot to unpackage, it's a lot to kind of take in, especially in today's day and age. Um, for those who are still catching up, or maybe not aware, or um, up to speed, we had a scuffle during practice between Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. I'm just going to get right into it. I'm going to be breaking down this story for most of the show today. So reportedly, Draymond Green Jordan Poole got into it during practice. There was a chest-to-chest physical altercation. Um, Green made some contact with Poole. And it was going to be an internal team, um, you know. Team was going to handle it internally. Obviously, you know, repercussions for Draymond. Jordan Poole was not really expected to have had any punishment or really any involvement beyond being the recip- the recipient of some physicality from Green. So that was on Wednesday that we're basically thinking, okay, you know, Draymond Green. Not the first time that he's gotten into it with other players on the team. We know that he is this high-energy, high-emotional guy that plays with so much energy through that. Um, obviously, several different incidents in his NBA career, on and off the court. Um, you know, the finals with Dray- with uh, with LeBron James. Um, you had some something with Steven Adams in another playoff series, the, the Draymond Green and Kevin Durant. Um, altercation in the locker room a few years back. So, you know, I mean, we all know who Draymond Green is and, and whether you can accept who he is or not, this is more or less the guy that he is. He plays with a lot of emotion and it spills over into the court at times. And he really toes the line between playing with all of this fire and intensity that really allows him and enables him to be this undersized center that can just completely dominate and take over games, both offensively and defensively. Not necessarily with his scoring, but in his ability to break down the opposing team's defense. Draymond Green oftentimes has the ball in his hands, setting up his teammates. Um, if Steph Curry gets blitzed out of a pick and roll, you know Draymond Green's typically the, the dump-off man who then leads the three-on-two or four-on-three or whatever advantage play. And so... This has always been Green's story. He really came to be by being this undersized tweener forward that learned how to play center and has really made a career out of it and and has really led the Warriors in that in a sense to you know to relevancy to this dynasty. You know, of course, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson or more Steph Curry is such a big part of what the Warriors do, but everything that the Warriors do defensively is built has been built around Draymond Green and his ability to anchor the defense. And so, you know, I just think that's worth acknowledging Draymond Green, 33 years old, um has toned down a little bit some of the antics I think in the last few seasons. We've seen the technical the technical fouls on him kind of take take a little bit of a of a um nose dive there, you know, he's a couple seasons where he was always right there on the line by the end of the season of being suspended for racking up too many technical fouls. Um, obviously, you know, he, he's had a few kids. He got married this uh, this this past summer. And, you know, you kind of expect as he, as he grows older that there's some maturity, some ability to better manage and handle his emotions. And so it was really surprising to see these early reports of Draymond Green getting into it with Jordan Poole. Um, now, there were some very interesting sources and, and, and stories coming out around the same time about Jordan Poole, who, as I think many are aware, currently a restricted free agent or soon-to-be restricted free agent if the Warriors don't offer him a qualifying offer by October 17th. Um, more or less, Poole's expected to get paid. Whether it's by the Warriors or another team, the market has kind of been set. We talked about this on the last show. Tyler Hero got the four-year, $130 million deal. Jalen Brunson, four-year, $100 million. Um, Anthony Simons, four-year, $100 million. So you have a sense of what the market rate is for these talented scoring guards. Forget about defense. None of those guys are known to be good defenders. Um, But these are talented scoring guards. And so you have this blossoming player in Jordan Poole that you'd like to hope that the Warriors are able to retain, but is, in his own way, you know, rising to stardom, rising to ascension. And, and his last season was really a breakout for him, and he's really expected to continue that upwards trajectory at only 23 years old, with plenty of upside and time to work on this defense to really become a complete player and potentially a cornerstone for this franchise for the future. So, You've got Draymond Green, you know, future Hall of Famer, all time warrior. You know, kind of going head to head with Jordan Poole, the kind of up and coming future of the franchise. And so there was reports that um, Jordan Poole's kind of had an attitude that he's been talking a lot of smack to other guys on the team, um, talking about how he's going to have, you know, once he gets paid, he's going to install a Jordan Poole. And the Jordan pool is gonna be the goat. Um, just kind of playing on words, obviously. You know, Jordan pool, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, greatest of all time. So of course, Jordan pool, Jordan's pool is gonna be the greatest of all time pools. Whatever. Um, there were reports that you know pool's getting really annoying to his teammates. because He's going on bragging about this and that. That he's had some attitude because he thinks he's hot shit. That he that he called out Draymond and said that he's washed this, that, and the other. Um, A lot of these sources, I believe, have kind of been led back to Chris Haynes, who is a respected reporter in the NBA, but is known to kind of be a mouthpiece for Clutch Sports. Clutch Sports is Draymond's representation, as well as LeBron James. So um, obviously some some conflict of interest here with Motive and how these stories are coming out. so that kind of sets the tone of early news of a scuffle between Poole and Draymond during practice with all these different conflicting reports coming out. We don't really know what to believe. Yeah, you know, it's Draymond. Kind of makes sense that he'd get into it with one of his teammates. Um, you know, there's even people were getting into real, you know, real nitty gritty details like Draymond Green's wedding this past, this past summer the only two Warriors who weren't in attendance were Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins. You know, no reasons why as to why they weren't there, but it's like, oh, well, maybe Draymond's got some beef with Poole, he wasn't at his wedding, this, that, the other. So the Warriors come out on Thursday for media day, and everyone was aligned with the same message, which basically was, starting from Bob Myers, you know, we love Draymond, but we hate what he did. It's unacceptable. You can't be doing that. We, he knows better. Um, he's going to take a few a few days away from the team to figure his shit out. And, um, you know, we expect him to be back for Saturday's preseason game against the Lakers, which is today as I'm recording this show, um, October 9th. So that was from Bob Myers. That was from Steve Kerr. And that was from Steph Curry. Furthermore, um, at least Steve Kerr and Steph Curry were very adamant in coming to Poole's defense and saying, you know, Pool this summer in summer league and training camp during the preseason, he has been a pro's pro. He's done everything that we've asked of him with no attitude. This, this misinformation of, of Poole, you know, having some kind of attitude issue or problem or being cocky because he thinks he's going to get paid that couldn't be further from the truth. And they really just squashed any notion of pool having some attitude and really kind of left it out there as to this was draymond green and this is 100 on draymond green and jordan pool was just the recipient of that um so that kind of sets the tone for for how you know warriors nation warriors fans are kind of sifting through all of this like okay you know when you got the whole organization you know coming to the f- to the defense of Jordan Poole, you got to kind of feel like this is just all on Draymond Green at the end of the day. Sounds like they're going to work it out. They just need some time. Draymond Green needs some time away from the team, so on and so forth. Then you've got the video leak. Um, TMZ, you know, somebody leaked a video of, of the Warriors practice to TMZ and you can see Draymond Green come over to Poole, who's not even involved in... The, the practice or scrimmage or whatever they're doing, you know, you can see pools on the sideline, Green's on the floor, Green walks over the pool, they're, they're saying some stuff back and forth to each other, they get chest to chest, and all of a sudden, Draymond Green, you know, winds up and jumps at him and punches him in the face, um, and it was bad. Pool hits the ground, and you could just see the wind-up, um, it was just, it was a really bad, it was a really bad sequence, it looked really bad for Draymond Green, and, um, is just not a good look at all. So a few things, a few things to say about that. First and foremost, whoever leaked that video is out of a job, one hundred percent. So um, you know, I think <laughs> I think that is a huge issue because without that video, we have this sense from the team being able to control the story and what happened and deal with the punishment and all of that because you know, we're just hearing about it. We're not seeing it firsthand. When you see the video and you see with with what intention and force Green put behind it, it really, it's hard, man. It's hard to look at Draymond the same way because this is his teammate. This is a summer league practice. And sure, Draymond Green's always intense. We talked about this at the, at the start of the show. This is who he is, but this is way beyond the line this isn't towing the line this is this is you know seven or eight strides past the line this is you know if you're not named Draymond Green this is your out you know off the team type behavior and so you know Draymond Green's gonna have a lot of work ahead of him to come back from this um but man leaking that video in today's day and age with social media and everything. I mean, everybody had access to it, everyone's seen it, and it just really complicates things a lot. It makes things a lot harder for Draymond, it makes things harder for the Warriors. It it just leaves this bad taste in everyone's mouth being able to to very clearly see what happened and no longer can they can the Warriors kind of control the narrative and um and the story now everyone has has the story for themselves to interpret it as as they will as they may. And so yeah, following that, you had Draymond Green come out and um give give a statement which was more or less along the lines of he apologizes, it's inappropriate, he's failed as a leader, he's failed he's failed as a man, he is a very flawed person, um and he needs to take some time. He's been dealing with some personal issues that he let Lead into his work um this had nothing to do with jordan Poole. he's got no ill will against jordan Poole. this is 100 percent his own stuff his own issues that he needs to deal with and he's going to take time away from the team to figure that out so this isn't a he's going to take a few days away from practice and come back saturday today to play this is he might not even be back by opening night honestly um, we don't know the extent of his personal issues. We don't know the extent of his hardships or whatever he's got going on personally. But very clearly, he's not in the right state of mind to be the vocal and emotional leader for the Warriors, to anchor the defense, because he's lost everyone's trust. And obviously, trust is one of the biggest components to building a team, to to playing defense, offense, you know, offense as well. Um, you have to trust that you're gonna move your feet and you're gonna, you know, rotate and and your teammates got your back and he's there to cover you. And right now, I don't think anyone on the Warriors knows what to think with Draymond um, as far as trust goes and where his head's at. And I don't think Draymond knows either. So definitely makes sense. I think that's the re- the right decision both ways. Um, and we're gonna have to just see where this goes from here, honestly. So. You know, Steve Kerr said yesterday there's no set date on Draymond Green's return. We'll see where it goes. It's open ended. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how little or how long it's going to take. But clearly, without a doubt, Draymond Green has a mountain to climb ahead of him to put this behind him, to regain the trust of his organization, of his teammates. Um, And for Draymond, you know, he's really just shot himself in the foot. I mean, earlier this summer, he was very adamant about wanting a max contract extension with the Warriors so um, he currently is under contract this year getting paid roughly 25 and a half million and next year he has a team option so you know from his perspective if he really leveraged his position before all of this happened and, and really performed at that all-star level that he had in the past um, anchoring the defense maybe, you know, being a little bit more efficient offensively, hitting a th- hitting threes every now and then, um, you'd think he'd be in a position to, to get that from the Warriors um, or potentially from another team. I think we've talked about that on other shows, Detroit or the Lakers. You know, potentially someone could be calling for Draymond's veteran leadership experience, um, locker room presence, being able to, you know, take a team to the next step if you look at the Detroit Pistons or you know Draymond's always been buddy-buddy with LeBron James now with this hanging over him until we see how it unfolds I think Draymond's really lost all of that leverage I wouldn't really expect him to opt out of his of his team option for next year for next season short of you know some type of further fallout or some type of incredible comeback story for him um so maybe for the Warriors that works in their favor because I honestly think that the Warriors need Draymond at least in the short term until we see you know and we're going to talk about this you know next topic real quick Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody and some of the younger guys James Wiseman how they are able to step up Um, but Draymond Green has anchored the defense he is the guy that stops Nikola Jokic that stops Giannis Antetokounmpo that stops Kevin Durant like Anthony Davis, you know, name your power forward, center, small forward, even shooting guard, you know, Jalen Brown, Draymond Green basically, you know, took him out of the finals this past season despite Draymond's struggles offensively against the Celtics. He, you know, totally removed whatever impact Jalen Brown had offensively late in the series. So, you need that guy and nobody else has proven that they can fill that role. A- Andrew Wiggins was lead offensively, but Wiggins isn't guarding Jokic. Um Looney was incredible last season and he was an iron man playing in every single game, but we don't know if that's the outlier for for Looney or if that's the norm going forward. Uh James Wiseman, also huge question marks as to what Wiseman can do now in his third season with really only have having played like 30 or 40 regular season games so there's a lot of question marks for this Warriors team and you know Draymond Green is a part of that core I think without a doubt the Warriors still love Draymond but this hurts this really really hurts and it's gonna take a while it's gonna sting it's gonna be a sore topic and I don't think Draymond ever really fully puts this behind him but he certainly needs to first and foremost, deal with his personal issues, get past that, and then try to get back to a place with the Warriors where he can regain their trust and prove through action that he can be the player that he was in the past, that he can um, not have issues like this happen in the future um, and and not take away from the Warriors' chemistry and um, and what they've built here. So, Wanna take a step away from that and all of that Draymond stuff for a minute. Let's talk about Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole's reaction. So this was as bad as it was for Draymond, it looks really good for Jordan Poole. First, Jordan Poole had no retaliation after being hit by Draymond at practice. Second, Poole, even after that scuffle, stayed at practice for a few hours more and continued his workout in routine and basically seemed unfazed. Third, Poole still had no public statement regarding what happened and has continued to show up with the team and continue to work on his game and continue to just be him and be the best that he can be. Lastly, you've got the whole organization, Bob Meyer, Steve Kerr, and Steph Curry, as well as Moses Moody and other guys, basically just praising Jordan Poole for how good he's been, how hard he continues to work, and, um, and doing everything that the Warriors are asking him to do. So you have to think that with all of this, you know, pool stock is on the rise, and you got to think that maybe the Warriors are working out an extension, a rookie extension prior to the October 17 deadline. If not, you know, they can match whatever he gets in free agency, which you'd have to kind of think is going to be in the neighborhood of 130, 140, 150 million dollars on a four-year deal so um, we'll see it'll be interesting to watch over the next week what happens but Jordan Poole's stock has gone up for sure you see that the Warriors are behind Jordan Poole and you see that Poole as um, emotional and expressive as Draymond is Poole on the reverse has been very stoic and just I'm going to continue doing me. I'm going to have good vibes. I'm not going to let this affect me. I'm going to play play my game and do the best I can do. Really good for Poole. For a young guy at 23 that could have played out in a lot of different ways, very encouraging to see Jordan Poole have that type of positive reaction with such a potentially, you know, unraveling situation happen. All right. What's next? What does this mean for the Warriors? Well, we don't know if Draymond Green's going to be ready to start the season. That is the biggest issue. However, with issue comes opportunity. And we just talked about how Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, James Wiseman have all of this opportunity. They've got something to prove. The Warriors need to figure out what the hell they're going to do. They've got Wiggins, they've got Poole, they've got Draymond, they've got too many guys to pay. They've got Wiseman. You throw him in there, and so honestly, not having Draymond available, this gives you an opportunity for Wiseman, for Kaminga, for Moody, for all these guys to show to show the Warriors, Steve Kerr, Bob Myers, show them what they've got, and for the Warriors to see what does the team look like without Draymond. Because if you take away Draymond's salary, if you're just looking ahead next season and beyond and you keep everyone else, I think there is a way to make the money work. You're still going to be deep in the luxury tax, but you're not looking at $500 million. So So um, for the game tonight at Chase against Los Angeles, this is our, our, our first... Op- this is opening night preseason against the Lakers at Chase. Jonathan Kaminga will start in Draymond Green's place. Um, Steve Kerr told Kaminga during um Thursday scrimmage that it was the best Kaminga's ever looked which is some pretty which is some pretty high praise from Steve Kerr because we've seen some pretty nice flashes from from Jonathan Kaminga and quite honestly Kaminga has a lot to prove so we've seen flashes from Kaminga last season we've also seen his struggles his defense has been lackluster and inconsistent at times the jump shot the same We know he's a high flyer. We know he's incredibly athletic. When he gets a full head of steam, there are few that can stop him. The free throws are also need some improvement as well. And so what we saw in summer league and in Japan and the two preseason games against Washington, the Warriors have actually moved Kaminga to the three. And that's a really tough position for Kaminga to play thus far because he isn't proven as a shooter and the wings that are defending him are likely more athletic than the five, the fours and fives that were defending him last season when he was a rookie that he's just able to blow by with his speed and athleticism. So that's going to be really interesting. Again, Kaminga starting in place of Draymond puts Kaminga at the four um, next to Looney, which makes him, I think it's a little bit of a better fit positionally, but we're going to see. I mean, there's going to be You know, high expectations for Kaminga, but, you know, very similar to, I don't know, however many years ago. This was eight years ago when David Lee got injured um, during during, during the training camp preseason. Draymond Green got the start off to start the regular season, and Draymond Green really showed out. And that was kind of the start of the small ball Warriors. That changed everything. And so... I think I'm seeing some parallels and opportunity for Kaminga if Kaminga can all of a sudden put all the pieces together and just be consistent on defense. He's not going to be Draymond Green. That's unreasonable to expect for Jonathan Kaminga to come out in his second year when he hasn't really proven himself defensively, even though he was drafted and coming out of the G League Ignite with, you you know, being heralded as, as a defensive player that has not yet translated to the NBA game at least in his play for the Warriors so if he can come out and be consistent on defense you know and continue to do everything that the Warriors ask him to do there's some real opportunity for rotation minutes and for a role for Kaminga and we don't know when Draymond Green's going to be back we don't know which version of Draymond Green's going to be back and we also know that the Warriors are perfectly happy you know Letting the regular season play out as it needs to. Short of the Warriors start dropping a lot of games and look really bad, um, they're going to let it ride. They're going to play through it, and they're just going to gear up for the postseason. Um, sure, you'd like the Warriors to finish in the top the top tiers of the Western Conference, um, home court advantage, but the Warriors have been here before. They can win at home. They can win on the road. And so they're really going to use this as an opportunity to develop their young guys. Um, James Wiseman, similar situation. He's coming off the bench. He's playing behind Kavon Looney, but Draymond Green gets a handful of minutes at center every game. You gotta think Wiseman's gonna get more opportunity as well, assuming that Wiseman's healthy and, and is being productive in the opportunities that he's given. So this is very interesting times to be a Warrior fan. I think the the lineups, the rotations, they're all up in the air. We don't know who's gonna, you know, who's gonna win out and this guy's the limit. I mean, Jonathan Kaminga, this was a number seven pick. This could be his moment to prove that he can be the guy, and maybe this was Draymond Green's last stance. Who knows? Personally, um, you know, I've always been a Draymond Green fan. I've always loved his energy and intensity. Um, Sure, he's crossed the line many times in the past, and and no way am I coming to his defense for what transpired during practice in that video. That is 100% Not something I am endorsing, but um, Draymond Green, the guy and previous Draymond Green player on the court is somebody that I've supported and been behind and believe is a huge part of why the Warriors have had the sustained success that they've had throughout the years. That being said, this might be the time for some change to happen. This might be opportunity being created for the young guys to step in, and maybe this is Joe Lacob's bridge to the future really made easy by, we don't know when Draymond's gonna come back and be ready, but for the meantime, we've got a lot of young guys with a lot of talent who get to prove themselves, and if they play well, and the Warriors win games, and the chemistry is there, why mess around and change that? So, that's all we got today for the show. Again, Lakers tonight, preseason opener at Chase. We've got the regular season kicking off on the 18th, guys, just around the corner a week from Tuesday. Man. And with the regular season around the corner, that also means fantasy basketball and your fantasy drafts are as well. So perfect segue, guys. Listeners, it's time to talk a little bit of fantasy hoops. Do you remember who led you to Tyrese Halliburton, DeJounte Murray, Terry Rozier, and Mikhail Bridges before any other rank list? That's right, it was the Brewski 150. And you probably turned those huge wins into some cash, didn't you? Great. Well, the Brewski 150 is now available to all Fantasy Monthly members, including the Extremely Affordable Fantasy Pass at just $5.99 a month. Head to sportsethos.com to upgrade to a fantasy pass now and dominate your drafts. Once again, this has been a We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast, a Sports Ethos presentation. Please give me a follow over on Twitter if you haven't already. That's at SD Warlick. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Let's go, Dubs. And we got a really interesting week or so before we kick off the regular season.